Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. And welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am joined today by someone who knows a thing or two about being on The Bachelor. She was on Matt James' season of the show, and now she's the host of the Yeah, But Who Cares podcast. You know her, you love her. Hi, Bree Springs. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I Also, I love the way you said, yeah, but who cares? <laughs> that's how I read that it. That's great. That's, no, that's that is right, exactly right? how you're supposed to read it. You did it. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. We'll get into that because I've listened to a few episodes of your show. I was just telling you, and I think it definitely is a great listen. It shows a new side of you, but also there's, you know, some Bachelor stuff in there a little bit. I listened to the Rachel episode that had some tea. Um, We'll get there. But first, let's talk about last night's episode of The Bachelor. You were telling me you caught up. You've You're watching Zach's season. What are your thoughts so far? I caught up and do you want to know my thoughts is I'm extremely jealous that um, someone got to have a fantasy suite, right? Like this Mm -hmm. early on. Yes. And I know, so I was actually watching some recaps last night in real time and know that like people had a ton of people had a lot of thoughts about it, but in my mind, it actually made me have a lot more respect for Zach because I feel like the show from, at least from like speaking from my personal experience, it was so hard to get additional time alone with, you know, the lead and that person that you're pursuing. And so I was like, wow, like kudos to Zach for being able to arrange that, being able to get the producers to buy into that, because I think that's really going to go a long way for his connection with, is it, was it Katie or Catherine? It was Katie. Katie. Yeah. Aren't there two though? Yeah, there is a Catherine and there is a Katie. And I believe both of them are pretty like strong contenders at this point in time. So it is confusing and they can just never put up the names enough for me personally. And they just don't. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I imagine them like showing the name every time, but I think they're, yeah, I think that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yes. So yes, Katie got the first one-on-one she did get there. It's very night at the museum. Everyone's, you know, talking about that Ben Stiller. Very cute. And just seemed to be a pretty effortless connection between the two of them. She's getting that music, you know, that I don't know if I should be feeling this, but I am kind of saying all the right things. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. definitely, it would be a shock if she wasn't like a top four. 
Oh, 100%. It's very much giving, like, their connection is very instant. He knows it. She knows it. And for me, the overnight kind of just solidified that. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't have really, like, high hopes or expectations for Zach, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because of the the rumor, like, various rumors going around. Like, he's just boring. He's just, like, the nice guy. Um, yes, he's all of those things, but also I have to imagine that that was a lot of back and forth between him and the production team to get that to happen this early. So I think so too. I, and I, I wonder it. if I think Zach, I, we've seen in all three episodes, I'm sure it's a combination of maybe the, the show is kind of advertising. This as like a back to basics, like love story season. So they're kind of setting him up maybe on his side more than they are for other leads to give him mm-hmm. kind of like make the right decisions. But at the same time, he is sending people home pretty quickly. He is like not really engaging in a lot of the the BS. So I think maybe it's both like the producers are giving him that chance versus making him keep some of these women around because they want this to be a season. But he's also taking advantage of it. So I think it's part Zach, part the show being like, okay, we're going to give you this one-on-one date opportunity because you must clearly like this girl, but you better like deliver with the romance of it all. (laughs) 100%. And he definitely did. Like I can, I can definitely, it feels very obvious to me who he has like a close connection with and close sparks with at this point in time. Yeah. I did want to ask you from your point of view as someone who's, you know, been a contestant to me, one of the parts of the Katie of it all and the overnight date of it all was also maybe to kind of put a target ish on her back or set up maybe a little tension in the house. Cause you know, she came back. She did that quote unquote walk of shame as one of the women referred to it as, mm-hmm. but it didn't necessarily work. They either didn't show it or the women didn't like take the bait because it seemed like they were mostly happy for her a little insecurities within themselves, but it could have been like way more like attack Katie for this overnight date. Oh, 100%. It definitely could have been like that. But you know what? We also, I mean, we kind of saw a lot of like the whole like girl gang, you know, the group men, like the group think mentality in previous seasons. And at the end of the day, I think people are just kind of like tired of that. So it was, I'm not going to lie. I was very relieved to see that she didn't really, like she came in and the girls weren't, you know, quick to attack her. To your point, like definitely some insecurities going like some insecure feelings within probably brewing up within themselves because at that point I would be scared. I'd be like, yeah, this girl definitely has a strong connection with him. Like we've got the competition just got very real. (laughs) Yeah, that feels, that does, that feels right. I want to back up super quick to the beginning just because we see Zach, um, he's back in the shower. They're really putting him in the shower a lot this season, which made me laugh. He calls his friend, quote unquote, Sean Lowe on FaceTime. They're bringing him back. I want to know. I've been joking how much they're paying him to just be popping (laughs) up every episode. Um, Like he now has to do FaceTimes. Twitter was very funny about that. But also Jesse Palmer said, congratulations to the women after saying, congrats, you all got a rose. And that for some reason stuck out to me. Like did Chris Harrison didn't usually walk around like congratulating you guys on getting roses, did he? Or am I, did I make that up? No, you know what? I feel like, I feel like he kind of did. Okay. Like, I, I think this is partially why I've said this like time and time again, when I talk about the show, I think that it's like, it was very like competitive for me. Like it does sort of feel like a game show at times because you do like, you do feel the congratulations and you do get that validation, like the extra validation for still being there right. throughout this time. And maybe it wasn't like congratulations, but it was definitely like, 
you guys are still here. Right. And it, <laughs> like, it is a game for making it because you're still here. And it is a game and it is a show and it is a competition in every sense, but it's also like advertised to us as not like it's you're, right. you're penalized if you right. take it as a game. So that's why sometimes I get confused when they cross their own lines. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like I probably would never have been like, oh, congratulations girls for getting roses. It's like, right. Yeah, it's just more of like, okay, well, your journey is still going to continue from here right. on out. You're so, <laughs> so lucky far. that Zach is still giving you the time of day in the 100%, sense of hundred 100%. It, like, and I will say like subconsciously, I think that kind of like lights a fire under mm-hmm. your ass a little bit to be like, oh God, like I'm still here. Like, how do I, how do I make it further and further and further? <laughs> right. And then you do things like group dates where you're playing football and you're quite literally in a physical competition with each other, which this show loves this, this football game. Wow. I don't really Love. get much out of it myself. I just could not imagine. I just couldn't imagine doing it. You know what? I was actually, I know this, we're not on this season, but whenever I was catching up on the season with Lotto and they like, mm-hmm. were talking about how, you know, bad bitches have to dance. I was like, I would have self-eliminated at that point because that was one thing I told myself that I was not going to participate in was dancing. That no. is honestly, it's a nightmare. I, I do feel bad for, I remember like way back in the day with Ben Higgins and like Olivia Caridi got all that crap for like jumping out of a cake at like the Vegas thing. And it was like, if they told me to do a talent oh, yeah. or perform, I would have no idea what to do. So no I idea. guess the no football idea. game is better than put on a show. <laughs> That's true. But then you're going to get all the bruises like that gave me flashbacks to, I think, my season. I didn't go on this date, but it was like uh, they were running around in the woods playing like oh, flag football. Or I believe Ben football. Higgins was there. Yes, he was. Yes, exactly. Something very, very similar. I just am not really into like the physicality of the, you know, of the no. the dates. Like I don't, I'm not, no, I would have no. just probably sat out on the sidelines. I mean, <laughs> but according to Zach, football is like love. It takes guts, hearts, and passion. So you have to throw yourself out there. That's true. And I did also recently hear an analogy of how like you want to date someone. I was listening to a podcast and it was like, you want to date someone who like has a football team mentality. Like you're kind of like in it together a little bit because okay. love is hard. And I was like, okay, I, maybe, okay. Maybe that's why so many bachelors are former football players. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Do you have any, I mean, this date, it was just again, football poor, um, one of the girls peed their pants, which was super random, but they, and they kind of just threw that out there. I don't really know. Yeah. I would have been embarrassed. I would have been so embarrassed. I know, but she kind of like offered the information. Clearly they're bonding. The women are bonding because they're sharing this stuff on the field. You have, um, one of the women almost like got fake hurt, maybe for a little attention. I respect that move quite honestly in this game. Yeah. I, I would do the same thing. Um, the ambulance of it do all. anything to like get myself out of actually playing. I would too. I think it's fine. I'm the girl who used to purposely hide the schedule when I had gym class. So my mom wouldn't oh see I had to wear God. sneakers when I was in like the fifth grade and I'd show up in flip-flops. Sorry, I can't play this game. So yeah. I respect that move. And then there was a woman who actually did end up getting hurt because we see her in a sling at the rose ceremony, but they cut that out. So they kept the fake injury, but not the real one. But not the real injury. And 100%. But maybe also because, you know, I feel like they did this a lot on my season because people actually got very, very injured. So I always... I have PTSD whenever I see the skydiving dates and I know I just jumped ahead, but like they will have to, on your season. Yes, yes. They'll have to cut it out because I actually saw what Rachel looked like after the accident. And I was like, 
Oh my God. It's so scary. So I, and also I don't like my, I remember my date, my ATV flipped over. Mm. So it, there are just some things where I feel like they, they don't want to like tear the line between how like dangerous things can actually get versus, okay, it's just all like fun and games and people are being a little clumsy. So that's probably why we didn't see it. Cause that's it actually a really in a good physical, point. Real physical injury. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Cause I'm looking at, it, I'm like, why would you not show? Why do we have this girl? Remember there was one season where a girl like randomly had a black eye this season. Like this girl has a sling out of nowhere. And I'm like, why would you ever one. bring it out? But you're right. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like on in real football games when they can't replay the injury, if it's actually that graphic. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And also like people are already, I remember, um, people already like love to like love to kind of shit on the types of dates that they do whenever mm-hmm. because the dates are so physical and it's kind of just like why like why do we have to do these physical dates? it's like duking it out you know there's a mm-hmm. boxing like date on my season and it's just like it's just too much like it's like physical physical brutality like should not be a part of dating and it's not even really that fun to watch like I don't really get the point of it I prefer like the trivia ones when like you find out people can't spell like that's at least innocently like oh lol like yeah limousine's a hard word to spell or I don't know like math like it's all you can do silly yes a spelling spelling see people's personality yeah and yes, no one's at risk for physical harm. Um, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, exactly. obviously, the one-on-one date that we saw Allie go on in a wedding dress, jump out of a helicopter or a plane, whatever that was. And that did, I think it took the internet and you and everyone back to Matt and Rachel at Nemecolon <laughs> when she took that took that fall. And it. I yeah. remember I got to go to Nemecolon after that for the finale. And I had... Uh-huh the same like flight and like, I went up in a helicopter there too. And they were joking about it. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm not jumping out. But still, like this is scary. It was scary. It was really, really scary. And I remember seeing her afterwards, like the shock fat, like the shock value of it all afterwards. And whenever I saw her, she like, couldn't like really move a ton. It was really like those dates that would just be an instant no for me. Yeah. Right. Even the ATV mm-hmm. you went on that you said flipped over, like that would be scary. That play like Nemecolon had a lot of cool stuff going on but like that would be that would be scary too yes and I like and it was so funny because I kind of like knew it would happen I was just like I just know that you know he's like really reckless and he's gonna try to flip this thing over and and so I was I'm not gonna lie fully prepared for it but I don't think anyone is prepared to jump out of the sky during skydiving and then have and act like have an accident, you know, or have no. their parachute not pop up. So no. it's these dates are very like while they're like they're equally exhilarating and just like very terrifying. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. And one thing that they do do is create this divide of teams and one team wins and one team loses. And in classic bachelor fashion, you know, this these these girls actually took it pretty well. But the team that loses is usually pretty upset and has to go home. What is it like to be on one of those? Did you ever on one of those where you had to go home or you saw the team come in where they lost? I I was, I was, I, so my bowling date, we were all on a bowling date and the bowling date, um, the girls that lost the bowling date weren't going to go on, weren't going to go on that like group date that night. And I was so, I mean, you kind of just, you feed off the energy in the room. And once you see the girls crying, you're like, 
well, now I'm sad because in all, it's all fun and games until people start crying. And then you're kind of like, wait a second. Now I want to be sad and now I want to be angry and now I want to retaliate. So, I mean, I remember I definitely wasn't crying, but you want to know something. I had this feeling in the back of my mind, like we're still going on this group day. Like we're, we're for sure going. And we did. So it was like, after all of the sadness and stuff, we ended up being able to show up and we were on that group day. And I was like, yeah, what, but it's really, it's really sad. Like, and especially again, because you're like that competitive spirit kind of kicks in and I think by by the end of it, I was just more sad that I lost the game than anything. Like you're like, you, I can bowl. It's not my fault. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's really just like the competition, like the competitive side in me just really comes out. And that's what makes me like very sad and kind of become a sore loser a little bit. That's so funny to think about. And it is true. It's another aspect. Like you did just like get so caught up in this and pour your heart and soul into this bowling match or this football game because you're in an environment that made it seem like this game is so important. You can't underestimate that you're not thinking about anything else but this football game because it equals Zach and you're constantly being told Zach is the answer. Zach is the key. Like that probably is a mind game. No, 100%. And I was really, I actually was very sad for the girls that lost the football game because I just, again, you just feel it. Like you're kind of taken back to the moment where you lost and it is just a really, it's really disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel as though if Christina's team was on the losing team, maybe they would have gotten to go at night, but because Christina was on the winning team and we needed her for the storyline, the other team had to go home. They were like, bye. (laughs) They were really bye. And I mean, what were your thoughts overall going into this episode by the end it gets a little hairy but about christina she's been this kind of polarizing figure i think some people on the internet are enjoying her other people definitely are like she's a mean girl she's getting a villainish edit this week but last week she almost got like a sympathetic thing i believe in some sense everything is always true um but what was your take on christina i think christina's been very like showing up authentically herself and Mm. you know it I think she was just really overly excited about their connection. And I'm sure some of that can be a little rooted in, um, again, a little like competitive nature, competitive, like, like competitive spirits, because at the end of the day, girls, it, it is kind of like mind games that you're playing on yourself and that other girls might be playing on, on each other because you, you, you want to spend time with them. But if you're not getting that time, then you're kind of just like, well, then why am I here? Yeah. You know? And so I feel like her talking about her story or talking about her connection with him is very innocent, but also it's like, that's not going to negate. It doesn't negate the fact that everyone still really has feelings for him and like also wants that connection to be just as strong. Like yeah. I remember that's how I, kind of used to assess who who was going to be around still or who Matt could also have been forming a really strong connection with was just how everyone else talked about their connection with him so she could be doing it to like throw people off their game a little bit but also I think that she's just she's really excited and who's not excited it's like coming back and like gabbing to your girls about how great and fun your date was and right I don't think there's any harm in that really it's a weird situation I imagine people are sometimes encouraged probably talk about it other times you do are genuinely friends also there's nothing else to talk about like it's why you're there so it probably feels like 
a little bit of both. And maybe it was a little bit like, well, also we're sitting in a room and we have to talk about Zach. So if no one's going to bring it up, like I'll go first and I'll tell my story, like kind of like we have to do it. And then it comes off if you do it that many times in a row or you piss off the wrong girl or someone hasn't got your time, you say it to the wrong person. It causes a domino effect. But I did feel like even last week, they showed a lot of the girls kind of comparing notes and stuff. And I think I imagine that always happens, but they pick and choose what they show us is how I always. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely pick and choose what they show us. And I remember one of the girls was like, you know, Christina keeps oversharing about her connection. I'm like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with oversharing, but you can obviously tell that it's brewing some insecurities in the girls who might not have as strong of connections, which is kind of exactly what it's supposed, what that is supposed to do. That's why I'm like, subconsciously, you know, she probably is throwing people off of their game a little bit. I think so a little bit too. And obviously we see Charity get the group date rose. He seems to have a great connection with her. They seem mm-hmm. super cute. Um, and the way it aired was it seemed like Christina thought she deserved the rose. Might be true in some sense, but she did post on Instagram a video of she is implying, claiming, alleging, whatever, that the um confessional or ITM or whatever interview that she did yeah. saying that like it I, I deserve this rose was from last week. And she has like, she said that that was her dress she was wearing last week. And she wrote, yes, I loved my rose dress from date one so much. Thrilled to see it featured in the middle of the group date. Kind of Uh, trying to, you know, be a little sarcastic, I think, and point out. So maybe she wasn't quite talking about it as much as we saw. Yes. And, and, and you, and that's the thing too, that like, we have to use our discretion as viewers as to like what to believe. Again, we've said this so many times, but we are like, we're watching what the producers want to show us to create like the story and the character, like draw the the character arcs that they want to. So that does not surprise me at all, even in the slightest. Like, so that I'm, I'm that actually, I give her a lot of props for, for coming out and doing that especially like talking about it very sarcastically because it's true like it probably I I definitely that makes a lot more sense (laughs) yeah and the tops are similar it it was definitely a risky move for the show to see if people would notice because it wasn't just a voiceover it was a picture of her shirt and I didn't pick it up until I saw the video and then I was like oh that's obviously two different outfits but that's hilarious yeah that is see what we want to see right exactly and at the end of the day like it's still it's still a very highly produced show so 100%, 100%. Well, we see Bailey go home during this group date. Quick mention, I guess she was one of the women he met um, in that after the final rose last season. Some of those girls, mm-hmm. it's interesting. You felt like they came in with such an advantage. Brianna was one of them, but it was almost like a disadvantage because I think they kind of felt, I feel like Brianna, they really set up to fail. Like it was like, oh, she's this big America's first impression rose. She's going to come in in a rose dress. And even Bailey, it's like, I got to meet him already. But it's not really like you had a connection with him. It's almost just like a maybe then he doesn't even have you at the forefront. Like, oh, at least I've talked to you once kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think it kind of like loses the allure of like, okay, this is night one. It loses that allure of meeting that your potential wife, as they always say, on on night one and like the butterflies and all the emotions and the angst that like I can imagine they're all feeling in that moment. That's all kind of taken out the window. Also, I'm sure that was Zach's like first like pub. I mean, no, that was his first public appearance. And I can only imagine that his first thought was not those girls. (laughs) Yeah, he did not. I mean, he didn't remember the names in real time and I don't blame him. Like he was probably like, I just have to, you know, defend myself of people who aren't going to be happy about the choice that they picked me. I just watched this crazy stuff play out with Rachel and Tina like it oh was my madness God. like it, was it really isn't an advantage it's almost a disadvantage because you're right you do kind of lose that like first night 
big moment yeah. and you're in this like whirlwind yeah. like I don't know it, it hasn't really fared well for those girls which is interesting because I've never really thought about it enough because they've done this before but I don't usually follow like which ones it was but they kind of yeah. put emphasis on it this time so I remembered Brianna Bailey Christina Mandrell were all three women he met on before the show and all of them are gone <laughs> and all of them are gone I know it almost I mean it really like sets people up to it, sometimes those situations kind of set people up to fail. Like, I don't, I mean, I know, like, I think back to whenever we kind of had like our like big bombshell, which was the girls that had kind of came in oh, yeah. um, later on in the season. Of oh. course, like Michelle, Michelle was one of those and then ended up making it very far to the end. But um, everyone besides that point was kind of already gone. Like, I think right. everyone, everyone that came in in that group was pretty much went home within the first, like within the next like one to two Matt weeks. was not playing with that. He was like, I don't need this house. Of yeah. Especially I, got Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I don't need this house of angry like, girl. Mad at I me. already have 31, yeah. 34, however many girls it was. He was like, these, it just, everyone's going home. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't need to come back to all of them angry because I did something wrong. I already am like freaking out about how to even do this, which like exactly. was endearing enough. Exactly. So uh, she goes home, which again, sets the precedence that Zach, whatever, whether it's him being told to or his own, whatever, he's not really keeping people around, which is nice. Um, love to see it. And then our second one-on-one -on -one date, we kind of talked about a little bit with Allie jumping out of the plane. Um, another really solid, I think that they had a solid connection. It wasn't, I didn't yeah. find it much as, I feel like Charity and Katie both, I felt a little bit more, but I think mm -hmm. Allie seemed solid as well. And then they had a private concert with Jesse Palmer's cousin. So there's that. So funny. <laughs> Why not? That was so, I know that was so funny, but no, I equally felt the same way. I felt that like their connection is like, it's okay, but it wasn't as strong as I've seen him with other girls. Yeah. And then of course it's time for a pool party because there wasn't, a, it's interesting. They're packing in a lot in these episodes. I mean, three dates yeah. and a pool party and a rose ceremony. Which yeah, I can appreciate because one of my issues with this show was always the cliffhangers and then giving me row ceremonies a week later. I didn't like that. But it's so interesting that they're doing that because it feels like so much happened. And they're yes, kind of fitting it all it in does. magically when other seasons they couldn't fit it all in. I know. I always wondered that, too. I'm like, did we just watch like more of the date portions? Right. Because this felt very I felt like we got a lot in this. We got what we got two. we got two one on ones, mm -hmm. a group date. And then the pool party with everybody yeah. and the rose ceremony. That's a lot. That is a lot. That is a, that is a lot to fit into one episode. But I'm also equally thankful for it because it, I think you kind of want to see like what an entire, you know, week. week would look like. Exactly. Week would look like on on the show. Yeah, I think so, too. And I also think that. Um, it goes along with the narrative of this season is no BS. And in, in the past, in what world would Christina have been sent home at this rose ceremony? It was it honestly the most surprising it thing that's is. happened in a long time. Listen, I will say, Sarah, it, it, this, this season so far, I will say feels a little bit more refreshing in that mm -hmm. way. Like, I feel like, you know, there have been instances where some drama could have like brewed up in the house and then we could have had to do this whole thing where Zach comes in and, and like, you know, scorns the girls or, you know, does whatever he's going to do. And I just love to, like, I love to see him kind of just be like nip in the butt. Like, well, is that something I need to get involved in? No. All right. Well, let's right. just like keep moving forward because that I'm here, you know, for one reason and one reason only. So that has been, that was refreshing watching it back. I think so too. And I also think that it goes to show again, what they show us, what they don't show us. 
it's Zach probably nipping in the butt. And also things maybe did come up on these dates that they didn't show to fit in everything. And they wanted mm-hmm. us to have a concise episode. Like that was a conscious choice of the show to leave out whatever possibly could have happened on these dates. Obviously they were longer than what we saw because we usually couldn't even fit in all of them yeah. plus a rose ceremony. So they're doing this on purpose, which I think is interesting and it, it digests it. Like, all right, we got, that was this. We don't have to worry about it again next week. And I yeah. honestly, my big takeaway from the pool party was Zach was having a great time. I thought he, he was little sun kissed, maybe a little buzzed. And I enjoyed it for him. <laughs> he was loving it. And honestly, like, I always think it's really fun. I think it, this is where I get like a little bit jealous that they get the bachelor mansion is like, mm-hmm. it. you never really get to see, I haven't feel like I saw opportunities where they all just get to like chill, hang out, be themselves. And that is always really nice to see, because I think that goes to show that he's just being really intentional about the time that he gets to have with the ladies. And that is obviously going to be very important for his decision, like to be confident in his decision in the end. And have a little bit, maybe extra time that you can't spend when you're, you know, not doing the like day portions of dates or yeah, exactly. Cocktail parties, I feel like are more work and the pool party might be a little bit more fun. Yes. I would almost like prefer a situation like we saw, like, like we saw, um, last night as opposed to the other way around with the cocktail hour. Yeah. I think the cocktail hour gets a little bit more too businessy. Like it's like, he has to hit his marks more. It's like more of the show of like walking around and the pool party felt casual. And like I said, I felt Zach was really like kind of let it all enjoying himself. himself. He was in the pool with Ariel. They've got a connection. They're making out Jess. He seems to really like the 23 year old girl who hasn't stopped shaking since she got out of the car. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I mean, I would probably be the same way. No shade. It's just like, I, you know, she's young and you can tell. Um, And then he did have to do a little business with the Brianna conversation. She said, you know, I'm feeling raw and I'm feeling numb. I'm going to leave. I don't feel it between us which is yeah. fair, but she did the little thing to kind of to, to throw a little bomb and say, you know, last week when I asked you if you wanted to know who the drama was, you said no, but now that I'm leaving, I'm just going to tell you it's Christina. And you can tell yeah. Zach had to maybe sober up in that moment and be like, oh no, I, I didn't like, want oh. to know. Yeah, exactly. But now I do know. Um, well, which kudos to Brianna too, because I feel like it's never an easy decision or a situation to like be faced with, okay, I think I'm just going to leave because I, you know, the girls do give up so much to be there. So it's like kind of hard to know when it's like time to kind of like bow out or whenever, you know, to come to the realization that the connection is just not as strong as like maybe you thought it was. But I always feel like it, I always feel like it's way better to sleep on your terms than 
the other way around. Um, I love a, a self-elimination situation. Same. And you get your moment. It's not just like the rose ceremony, especially this early when I'm trying to like figure out who's who still. And I have to like Same. zoom in and be like, which one? Like the first couple nights, I'm like, oh my God, I have to write this recap. And I don't know which ones didn't get the rose. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's always great. But yeah, then we have to, you know, kind of stir up the pot a little bit <laughs> yeah. with Christina and like personally, I just I am so over the drama. So I'm I'm gonna be watching to see I think how Zach handles that. Well, he hand well he did handle it, yeah. and that was just very much exactly what I wanted to happen in that yeah. moment. Was he he saw it sniffed it in the butt right away, and now we can just all keep going forward with focusing on what we should be here to focus on, which is him and his connections. Yeah. And listen, if him and Christina really did get along that well, it seemed like they had a perfectly fine connection. But if he at that point in his head was really thinking, I'm going to pick her, pick her, they would have found a way he would have, you know, kept her around at this point. Oh, for sure. He clearly didn't and didn't think it was worth it. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those moments where there are certain bachelor tropes that you just expect. And this was one I thought, of course, they're going to keep her at least one more week. We got to get her out of the mansion, do the traveling. Everyone, 100% everyone's going to complain about her. Mm -hmm. I know. So, I mean, that was, again, it was really refreshing. And I don't, I don't know whose part that's on, like Mm -hmm. who's going to take the credit for that. But I, it definitely has made me see Zach in a new light for sure going into it. Like, I think he's exceeded my expectations as a lead so far. I think so too. And I think, you know, it's so much, I always say this and it's no disrespect to the person they pick as the bachelor, but the bachelor is not really even about the bachelor. It's about the women. And The Bachelorette is a little bit more about The Bachelorette and not so much about the men, just because it's a show that's skewed towards women. I mean, I'm also a woman watching it. And that's how I feel is like they can really make anyone The Bachelor. Sometimes The Bachelors that make the bad decisions are the more fun ones to watch, to be quite honest. Um, As long as they have a good cast of women and good casting that we are people we want to follow. And then The Bachelorette, they have to be a little bit more, I personally think should take it a little bit more into account who they pick because that's more like where I'm looking for my love story. And that's just how I watch the show. So it could have been Mm -hmm. anyone, but I think Zach is perfectly fine. I think I agree. I actually agree. And I feel like, I think you mentioned this earlier, but it's kind of like bringing the show back to like its roots a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like I, there's something, I don't know if it's like Zach's presence or the fact that he does, even if he's not like spicy or he's not like really like fun and bold. I feel like I have a really like, I'm, I'm feel really comfortable knowing that he at least could pick someone that he might like really like, like it might really work in the real world. He believes that he bought, he's bought into this process. And that's also half the battle. If you can get someone who, you know, believes it. Um, There was an ad during the episode for single dads specifically interested in our new bachelorette, which I just throwing out there, I thought was kind of random. And I was like, are they, was that like a kind of just skew us off? Cause maybe they thought Christina, cause she has a daughter or was it just like a, they were trying to guess, make us not tune out the apply ad. (laughs) Yeah, wait, that's, I mean, so this was whenever I was watching last week's episode, I saw mm-hmm. an ad that was like, um, nominate men for the next Bachelorette. It's going to be completely what you, it's, you're going to be, it's going to be unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's kind of what I feel like I remember hearing was that yeah. it's like going to be different than any other season of The Bachelorette. So maybe, maybe. that would be a plot twist. We haven't had a villain quote unquote villain, you know, call what you want. Um, bachelorette. No, no, I don't think we have, but it's interesting too, because I, I hear, especially like 
uh, what am I now? I'm 27. I hear a lot of like other women my age and I, the people that do still watch the show are very much like, I want to see like adults. Like I want to mm-hmm. see real like older adults who are way more established and comfortable with themselves and in their careers and in their lives. And so maybe, yeah, I would, I would not mind that. I wouldn't mind it either. I think it would be interesting. She's clearly like, you know, bold. And sometimes that doesn't work in a group environment. But if you are the lead, if you're bringing main character energy and you're the main character, then maybe it'll it'll work. And very much so. in the past, you're Jason Mesnick, you're um, Emily Maynard, old school, but had, uh-huh. had children. And that makes real stakes. Those are real life stakes that The Bachelor can't fake if there's a real yeah. child involved. Very much so. Exactly. Which, yeah, I kind of, I love that. Yeah. I would, I would definitely watch that. I would watch mm-hmm. it too. Well, we'll see. It's also very early. So who knows any, we could be in a couple of weeks forgetting about Christina because three episodes <laughs> yeah. in, you know, she definitely had a mark on the first three, but then after that, you like, who knows You're what they're like, going to throw at us next. Exactly. 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 Um, all right. Well, let's talk about you and what you've been up to. Obviously, it's been almost, has it been two years? It'll be it's two years year. now, right? Since yeah, it's been, the show was yeah, airing. Exactly. exactly. Which is so wild to think about. Like it, in so many ways, it feels like it has, it's been forever ago and also just yesterday. <laughs> it was also like COVID. You probably have it ties to like COVID times because it was like oh halfway through that. Then you just got to go like live at yeah. this resort and meet all these people yeah. and have everything could- happen. I literally couldn't even remember like what year this was taking place. Like I, I completely forgot and it has skewed my entire, like, like my entire timeline of like when I moved to New York and Mm -hmm. all of these things. So yes, it is. It's been a whirlwind ever since. And you have a podcast, as I mentioned. Yeah. But who cares? (laughs) I do. Yes. Yeah. So my, I have a podcast with a co-host who is not affiliated with Bachelor Nation in any way, shape or form, but we have had the opportunity to interview some really big like Bachelor stars, if you will. Some of like my closest friends from the season, like we got to interview Nick File, who came on to talk about his book and why you shouldn't text your ex happy birthday. And Nick has been like a really big constant in my life since the show. He kind of was like this role model figure for me coming off the show and helps guide me and give me advice as to like what I wanted to do next after the show. And I am so grateful for him. And we got to interview Rachel and Serena, which were like some of my closest friends coming off the season and just get caught up with them on where we are now. It's I like, I think our season was really unique. I think we're all very like much like authentic to who we are. And you can kind of see that with where each of us kind of is right now. Um, so it was really great to just be able to like catch up with them. Um, we also brought Tyler on the season and it's also been a complete like whirlwind of connections after the show because like Matt and Rachel and I are still very close. Like we have a ton, Matt and I have a ton of mutual friends here in New York. So I just spent new years with them this 2023. And we were joking about how, who would have thought in, you know, in 2020, if you told me in 2020 that I would be ringing in the new year with (laughs) my ex from the bachelor and his, his girlfriend, I would have called you a liar and a crazy (laughs) person, but it's, I mean, it's really, life has a really, fun way of working itself out. So I've been, I've felt very lucky that we've had the chance to like catch up with everyone on our podcast, but really and truly our podcast is just kind of like breaking down, um, 
breaking down zillennial behavioral trends and what's current, like what the current state of the world is. So like kind of in this like modern digital age. So we're talking about the way people date in interracial relationships, the way young people navigate like their professional relationships and the way young people, you know, are getting like married. Like we talk about all of the decisions and all of like the cultural trends that go into kind of just making up who who we are and how like us young people, what we call as millennials are navigating um, this world. Cause we're all so like, we're all so different, but everyone is just kind of like thriving in their own um, spheres, which is really, really great to see. So I think that's what you can kind of like see and expect from us for this entire, like for the show in general. And it's been really, really fun to to kind of like watch it all unfold. Yes. I have a question about the Rachel episode but before what, what is one or two that you stand out to you non-bachelor related um, guests that you've had or topics you've explored that you think would maybe be a good, if people haven't listened yet to dive into, or that something you learned or a big takeaway um, from the show so far? Oh my gosh, very much so. I mean, one of my favorite episodes that we did is with um, one of my mentors who I worked with at Facebook and now Meta. Um, we talk about like the art of mentorship and it was really, it was really interesting because I think we, we go, we dive into like decision-making and like what goes into making your decisions and your professional life and also in your personal life. Because, um, I interviewed my mentor, her name is Sienna. She gave me, she was like one of the first people that I went to, to say like, Hey, I'm going on the bachelor. And I was like equally like timid, but also like excited because it was a really, it was a big kind of adjustment for me. Like I was going to leave my job. I ended up leaving my job. So being able to kind of like talk through that and navigate, you know, decisions that come up in life that you might least expect and how to be able to just make the right decisions for you and how to surround yourself with people who can help guide you in those decisions. That was one of my favorite episodes. Um, we also talk about the nuances of interracial relationships with our friend Cole Brown is another great episode. And if you don't know, it's actually really relevant because Cole Brown wrote Matt wrote co-authored Matt That's James book. first impressions book with him. And Cole was also kind of on like the entire journey with Matt and Rachel from kind of like them coming off the show to where they are now and how tumultuous it was. And we really like dive into, I think what is like an incredibly nuanced topic of interracial relationships and why sometimes they work very well and why sometimes they might not work out so well. So that was a really fun episode. And I think is at least very like very much relatable to if, you know, if you, if you care about bachelor nation and you care about like the people that come off of it, like Matt and Rachel are still together and have the most beautiful relationship. So it's, I think that's a really good introduction episode to kind of just like the topics that we like want to continue exploring on the show. I definitely need to listen to that episode because I did read Matt's book and I obviously have been following Matt and Rachel and I watched the show. I've been covering yes. The Bachelor very regularly on this job for a long time. And you mentioned yeah. earlier, the women on your season are still close and you kind of, you know, were very authentic and felt like you went through something specific. And I think that that's also because you guys were dealing with so many real world circumstances, COVID, mm -hmm. everything happening in our country, then having the first Black Bachelor and everything that followed after. And I mean, in Rachel's episode with you, I, I recommend anyone who um, likes The Bachelor or follows Matt and Rachel mm -hmm. to listen to that one because you, as her friend, also can talk to her about things. And she was 
super comfortable. And it was just, I thought a really interesting conversation. Also like funny and light too. It wasn't just serious. Um, But when she said that she kind of felt like, you know, the show wanted Matt to be with, with you or Michelle to kind of have a Mm -hmm. success in this, you know, a first black couple coming off of the bachelor and that she kind of felt like she was set up to fail in that sense. But then they ended up together anyway, even after everything, like, it's just really crazy that they're still together with everything that happened. It is. And like, I think it's just a testament to, to how they feel about each other. And like, it's so like cliche, but it's a testament to, I think their love and how strong of a connection that, that they had. And it's really admirable, but we really like get into the nitty gritty of like, kind of like what happened on our season, how we both personally felt about like the positions that we were in Mm -hmm. on our season. And it takes like a lot of vulnerability and courage to like do what we all did, especially do what did do what Matt did the role that he played as the first black bachelor. And then also the role that the role that like Rachel played in all of this, because our season was like far from, I mean, it was extremely tumultuous and it was extremely like, it was a roller coaster of emotions from like filming it and airing before it started. Yes. Until it airing and after that. So it really like, I think it shows a side of Rachel. It shows a side of like kind of what we were all kind of dealing with and grappling with at the time and how complex that it was and just how much you just don't really know from one watching the show and two, just from specifically following, you know, people on, on socials, like there were way more complex and uh, multifaceted than, than I think what you see day to day from us on like our Instagram or what you would see on a show. So I think it was a good reminder of that. A hundred percent. And obviously we talked about this before we started recording, but I remember speaking to you and you after the finale and I was actually at Nemecolon and we were talking about it. And I remember asking you and I loved this answer. I was like, so did you like, and I always ask like, when did you know it was Rachel? And you're like, well, I thought it was me. And I was like, I love this because you were like, and you talked about your competitive nature. You were like, of course I thought it was me. And that is refreshing one to hear. And then I have to ask you, which obviously you're not holding a candle for Matt, but when for you, do you switch off? Like, okay, that was like, I was in this world and it was a competition versus like, oh, did I really like him? Because that's funny. But I just remember you saying that and you're like, no, I thought it was me. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought- (laughs) <laughs> yes, I thought it was me the entire time. I felt really blindsided. I was like, you're kidding. You're Rachel, joking. What? This is a joke. Who's coming out and like saying you're punks? Um, but I think I think reality sank in immediately leaving the grounds of Nimicolin. Um, it was because I don't think people realize like how um how in a vacuum, how much you're that you are in a tightly sealed vacuum in that type of environment of like filming and production and all of those things. And it was like very disorienting coming off of it. But the more I like had time to talk to people like girls from the show, my family, my friends, the more everything started sinking in that this was really just like something that's been a moment in time. And I'm going to be fully transparent. Like Matt and I have had encounters and we've spent time together since the show. And it is just so evident and clear to me that we are not compatible in any way, shape, or form. Like, I think really quickly, I, I realized that he he was presenting the best version of himself as I as was I and that 
cannot be sustainable for a relationship to work. So I realized that pretty early on and only continued to be validated by that each time. <laughs> and I That's so funny. I'm like, I love him as a friend so right. much, but I'm like, we would have never worked out. It's like another gift. I mean, you have your friendship with Rachel and then because she's still with Matt, which doesn't yep. happen very often that the leads are still exactly. together, let alone kind of still friendly. Sometimes a lot of times, you know, a lot of things can happen, but you get to, you know, yeah. see the insides and be like, you guys are great together and we would have imploded so quickly. And that's amazing because if you needed closure, which you clearly yes. didn't, you would have gotten it quick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, very much so. Very much so. I mean, I get it every day. I'm with Matt and I'm like, nope. It wouldn't work. No, the it way you just work. did that, I would have wanted to kill you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But but that's what makes like their relationship so beautiful, and I think why people are still so invested because you don't see it often. It's probably the most like genuine and pure relationship that I've ever seen of people that I know in the sh on the show personally um, that I've seen come off of the show, and probably because they had to deal with real life stuff very so quickly. many real, real world circumstances. Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. You had a boyfriend you were public ish with when you came after the show. Are you single now? Where's your switch? I name? am single. Okay. My favorite. I mean, another great, if you want to really listen to a really first great episode, we got really great feedback on my last solo episode that I did with my co-host Sess. We, I announced that I was single because um, you have to do so that I now am. that you're a podcaster and bachelor alum. You have to let us know. Exactly. I have to let everyone know. And it was it was actually perfect timing because it was definitely like I wanted my like wanted my space and wanted time to like reflect and process everything after it happened. So um the breakup happened a few months ago. And so I am like very, very single now. And I am enjoying it and in kind of like enjoying the ride that comes with it. But I do like go into like why we broke up a bit, why it didn't work out and very much still have a lot of respect for that person and for the relationship. It was just, it served exactly what it needed to in my life during the time that it did. But we've gone our separate ways since. And yeah, I mean, I feel I at least feel good about the direction that I'm that I'm going in. And I mean, it sounds like you're willing to share personal stories and stuff on the podcast, obviously. And dating in New York City is a great thing for everyone to need to hear and try to navigate. It's scary. <laughs> I know. I'm really scared. You know what? You know what? Like makes me like keeps me sane throughout. I feel like this whole like single and dating in 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 New York is Sex in the City. Like mm -hmm. I think that this is it's just a testament to how incredible the show is. It's like, I can watch it today and be like, oh my God, I have all the answers that I need. Yes, she's, everyone watch out because she's taking notes. She's going to be yeah. pulling Carrie Bradshaw very moves out so. from, from the 90s very, and 2000s that are still applicable. Very, very much so, yes. So yeah, dating in New York is going to be um, interesting. I can't say that I'm like actively dating right, right now, um, but I hear that it's, interesting <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you never know it just it's kind of like the bachelor just when you think you know what you're gonna get it's like oh i actually wrote you off you're nice oh i actually don't oh. like you like it's very you know yep um yeah but obviously the natural question you're going to be asked forever now is will you go on bachelor in paradise because you're single yeah yes, and what's your that answer is to the that, one question that i will get <laughs> i <laughs> i will say Having come off the show, I'm a little spooked by people that go on the show, which is so con like 
the biggest contradiction in the history of the You're bachelor like, we're all crazy i think i'm yeah we we really are i too am also a little weird and kind of cuckoo which because i clearly went on the show but there's something i just feel like the show is not the same show that it was i i, I don't know if i'm alone in that feeling or at least that's what i also like the conversations i have with people who are in my like close network of friends um it's not the same that it was it's not the same watching it back and i almost feel like there is really no incentive to go on to find love anymore. And that's just what would make it really hard for me to want to date someone who proactively put themselves in that situation again. Um, that's interesting. I, I definitely, I think it was a really fun experience, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it would take like a million dollars for me to go on Bachelor in Paradise. Like I'm let's saying, all the this record right now, with, let's came, set the record with let's set the record with the payment to go on Paradise with a that's payment a exactly. If they came and they offered me a million dollars to go on Bachelor in Paradise, I might reconsider. <laughs> Are you listening, ABC? A million dollars for free yeah. to be on Paradise. I mean, you better get an air conditioned room and get to be the first one really down. Much so. <laughs> Well, you know what? You want to know what actually would make me consider going on going on the show again is if they did, if I was confident that they that they wanted relationships to thrive, like some of some other like I think the show just kind of needs like a rebrand in a, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, because I think the biggest thing for me was like just the minimal amount of time that you spend with people who are going to be like your significant others and your partners, where I feel like in a lot of shows that I watch like a lot of other dating shows that I watch, it's very obvious that these people spend every waking moment together. Sometimes and that's for better or worse, but yeah. Sometimes for better or worse, but at least you find out for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> you find out if that person is your person, if for the better, for the worse. But I think that like, that would be like, that would have to be really huge for me to like, want to go back into that environment is like, I would just want to know, like, yeah, I see this person all the time. I see them like not whenever they're, um, at their best or at their worst. I don't know something about paradise and like, like having to like sweat out in front of people. Just that also doesn't really sound appealing to me whatsoever. Like, well, I do think you get more time obviously with your person in paradise, but then yes. what's so interesting about that is they've been having a little bit more success with paradise couples, but then because it, it it doesn't know, like I said earlier, to come full circle, like it, this show has never known whether it's a game show or slash competition or, or a story about love. And so they're exactly. finally getting these successful couples. And then last season, they pull a Love Island and they separate them and try to- And they separate them. And every, oh my God, it, everyone's it was so the, angry. Right, and it was the show that was about you get uninterrupted time. And then they took that away, which as a viewer, I actually was disappointed because I wanted more drama from it. But as a person on the show, I would have been like, this is the show everyone comes off it. And they're like, oh, you genuinely do get to know the person if you want to. But then they just kind of rip that rug out. So I just think the show has to either lean into full, there's game show, maybe even a prize, love is the bonus, or love is the priority. And they've never known since the day the show they started. Don't know. We don't they've know. never exactly. known. We don't know. So also, like I said, for 20 I think... years, so somehow they know. <laughs> So I think yeah, I think a little rebrand could go a long way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very happy with kind of like real world dating, I guess. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll it's see. gonna be so terrible that I'm like, throw me back in. Throw me back in. I can't wait to find out. Either way, people will probably be the first to know if they're listening to your podcast. So tell everyone again the yeah. name when the new episodes come out and all that fun stuff. Exactly. Um, so new podcast is yeah, but who cares? 
And it's with me and my co-host, Asana. You can find us at Yeah, But Who Cares on Instagram, or I post about it very frequently on my Instagram on Bree Springs. And we release new episodes every Wednesday and potentially some bonus um, solo episodes to, to come. Well, thank you so much, Bree. This was so fun. And if you decide to stick with watching the season and you don't go to Paradise, maybe you can come back and recap with me again, because I had a great time talking. 100%, Sarah. It was always, always a joy and pleasure to talk to you. Thank you again so much for having me on. I appreciate it was great catching up. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Bye.